With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's now a special presentation by Utah Man Podcast. For fans by fans. Hey, welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. I am Cameron. We have some great interviews for you today following scrimmage on April 11th. Uh, we have Devonta Henry Cole, Coach Harding, and Coach Winningham. Before we get to those, I'm sure a lot of you know that this Saturday, April 15th, is the Red and White game. And really, as Utah fans, it's the last time that you'll be able to see them until the season starts. Just a couple of notes uh, that we got for the game. Your head coaches will be Troy Taylor. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. And then running back coach Kyle McDonald. So the two new guys on staff will be your head coaches. It's kind of interesting that Troy Taylor will be a head coach. I imagine that he'll call plays for both teams. That's just my opinion, though. And then I'm sorry to all you booby hop fans out there. Uh, there will not be any punt return or kick returns. You got to think Whittingham's doing that just to kind of lower the chances of injuries happening. So 11 o'clock up at Rice Uncle Stadium on Saturday. If you can't make it, it will be televised on the Pac-12 networks. Or if you're like me and you want to geek out and watch it again Saturday night, you can DVR it for that. Before we get to the interviews, I want to give a big shout out to Sai. He's been a big help to us here at the podcast, uh, running up and, and help getting interviews uh, during practices. So if you haven't followed him on Twitter, go ahead and do it. You can find him at the notorious underscore Cy. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a good follow. Uh, and he has pretty good insight on this Utah team. All right, so on with the interview. So first up, we have running back Devonta Henry Cole, the assistant head coach and offensive line coach Jim Harding, and then to finish up with head coach Kyle Winningham. Here with Devonta Henry Cole. So during spring ball, you've more or less become the number one back during the spring session. What does that do for your confidence building forward? It motivates me to keep going forward, you know, try to execute other plays and just remaining humble. What has Kyle McDonald brought to the running back groups as a whole? He, he taught us a lot with patience, how to focus and be mature in the game and everything. So he, he, he brought a lot of, um, made us to be motivate, motivation and stuff to be humble, and to just keep going forward and to execute everything. So you had, you had the legendary Dennis Erickson as your running backs coach last year. What is the biggest thing that he's taught you? Well, I, I haven't, you know, played a lot last year, you know. So I just, I just learned from the other backs, like Joe, Zach, Amon Shine. I just followed their footsteps, just looked up to them and just... It's like basically sit back and just look just look at them when they practice and everything. We were talking a little bit last week and, and Sonny breaks and tackles today. Where do you feel like your strength has kind of come since you joined the program last year? Strength with my speed and balance and 
to get vertical and just powerful. Uh, have you seen you know your, your weight number, weight room numbers jump and stuff like that? Yeah, a lot. I peed hard and my um, broad jump, my L drill, and the shuttle. Um, you know, you had a big pass at the start of scrimmage. Is that, is that kind of uh, what you envision your role being, um, sort of being able to, to rip off long ones? You basically is. I'm just remaining humble and just trying to execute every other place. What's it like with Zach back in the fold and having that competition? You know, he was just competing for a starting spot. You know, we just fight and basically me and him, we're close and everything. We're just remaining humble and just both of us trying to execute every play we get. Is that uh, a little personal sometimes with the Florida boys kind of going, going head to head? Uh, not really. No, we're, we're family basically, so it's all good. Well, um, you know, Zach's kind of been in and out. How'd you kind of feel like he held up today, uh, kind of returning uh, from injury? He did really well today. I'm proud of him. He he executed his speed. He looks really good with running on the outside and everything. So I'm proud of Zach. So he just needs to remain humble and just keep executing every play he gets. How'd you feel about the goal line situation? Obviously, that was a problem last year. Well, the goal line, well, with me, just, I have an advantage. You know, I'm short so and fast. So to find my way in and try to get in the end zone. Yeah, well, that one didn't look like you, at least the first one, I don't think you were touched, maybe. Yeah, you know, they can't touch me, just the speed and everything. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. Your strength um, so far has also been uh, catching the ball. How important do you think it is for a running back to also have hands like you do? It is really important. With this offense, we're spread offense now, so we're doing swings, the screens, the, the flats, and everything, so we have to catch the ball in this offense. So my catching... Is getting well. I had a I broke my wrist in senior year, and that's still healing. But I think I'm doing pretty well. Utah has a lot of running backs come through the program, such as Matt Asiata, John White, Devontae Booker, Joe Williams last year. What do you have to do to cement your name with the top Utah running backs? Well, basically, just keep executing and then remaining humble, and show that Utah used my speed and everything. All right, thanks, man. I think we're making a lot of progress, but at the same time, we got issues with snaps and things like that that we got to fix. And so, um, something that uh, we'll continue to focus on the next three practices. What causes issues with the snaps? Well, we got four or uh, three new uh, centers in there. And so, uh, you know, in, in the situations where they're uh, in a short yardage situation where they know the B line's firing off the ball, they tend to put a lot of pressure on the ball and the snaps become more erratic and so we got to be disciplined enough to be consistent with the way we snap it. Any, are you getting any ideas about where you might want to put guys or are you still Yeah, I have a pretty good idea but I mean we have some guys coming in the fall where um, you know we expect that uh, they're going to come in and compete and so we, we can definitely move some guys around yet. Anybody, uh, any good good guys you want to point out or uh, for right? for today? Yeah, or just just the spring. Yeah, I, I think you know we have some young guys that have stepped up. Uh, Johnny Capper is a guy that hasn't got a lot of reps. Darren Paulo, uh, Orlando Umanas should still be in high school. Um, you know, Paul Tawal is a kid that right now is a, a walk on kid that's coming in. He took a lot of st uh, snaps today with the ones, and so uh, definitely uh, we we have some guys that are candidates, but we got to be more consistent. So overall, in the spring, have you seen? market improvement or has it just kind of been a little bit erratic so far? I think that, you know, when you consider that they're learning a new offense and terminology and things like that, I think that there's been a lot of progress, but I mean, as a coach, you always want it to be more. And so uh, happy with where we're at, but definitely not where we need to end up come August.
What's the biggest thing with losing guys that have been leaders, such as Asiata and Dillon? Uh, you know, it's a situation where, uh, you know, there's probably some older guys that could rely on, uh, you know, those guys kind of speaking for the group. But now the time has come where they got to become comfortable to be able to, to step up and, and be the voice of the of the room. And so uh, it's definitely a, a learning process, but I think we have some good candidates to do that. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you? Th- how, how deep do you think the offensive line is for this year? Well, I think when it's all said and done, you'd like to be around 8-plus. I think that we're going to be right there, um, not much deeper uh, than that for guys that you feel like can can be uh, put in the game. But, you know, that that's depending on a lot of work that these kids will put in between now and, and uh, you know, August. So uh, hopefully the number gets to 10. That's the ideal situation where you have 10 guys you can put in and, and last year, we're, uh, if you were to compare it, we're a little bit uh, lighter than where we were, but I think we can get some guys that continue to develop to be where we were at last year. You were named assistant head coach during the winter. What added responsibilities does that fall on you? Uh, you know, Coach Whittingham runs a, a great program, and, and really, uh, you know, it's not, not too many uh, responsibilities have been added. Um, you know, really, it's uh, a situation where, uh, between the coordinators and him, they structure practice, and if they ask my opinion, obviously I give it. But uh, Coach Witt has, has done a nice job, and really there's no new responsibilities that, that uh, I have to do. You're a high-energy guy. Where does that energy come from? Uh, I don't want to fail, and so uh, I'm probably pretty hard on the guys, but uh, I think at the end of the day they know I care about them as a person, and so I'm able to be pretty tough on them during practice. All right, thank you. Williams, who was the lead back, and now he's getting better with the reps he's getting. He's getting better and better. He's making the most of his opportunities. Your immediate assessment of Williams and Hundley, and not joking? Uh, some good, some bad. Uh, we got to again watch the film and see what the what they were seeing uh, through their progressions. Um, you know, they're a little bit different style. Tyler's Tyler's more of a elusive, out of the pocket guy, where Troy is more comfortable in the pocket. But uh, we'll, we'll just—I can't really make an assessment until we watch the tape and and uh, determine, you know, what was good decisions, what were not so good How decisions. How much easier is it for you to make those evaluations on their live? As opposed a to lot that? easier. A lot easier. It's uh, you know, you get a, a true flavor and a true feel of what their uh, capabilities are as far as making plays and, and escapability, uh, feeling the rush, uh, escaping the rush. I mean, it's there's no better evaluating tool. And I can tell you right now, they're done with the live work. There will be no more live work with the quarterbacks in the last three practices. And so yeah, we've had our, you know, a good dose of it, and we've got to make the evaluations based is on that. Is that feeling like no more live because you have enough on tape, enough evaluation, or as opposed to possible injury? Both. It's two. It's, it's a double-edged thing. you got, you got the evaluation, but you got injury risk as well. And we've, uh, you know, we've you don't want to do it too often or, you know, something bad's going to happen. And so... We think that we've got uh, well, we've got about 150 good reps of both those guys on tape, and uh, some of the reps with Cooper as well. Last week, obviously, he is he was in the live work. He was not. Uh, he had a little injury that prevented him from going live today. That's why he was not live. But uh, we think we've got a pretty good body of work to look at. And uh, regardless, this competition will continue in the fall. Nothing's going to be said and done and decided through spring. Given that, what do you hope to accomplish next week in the spring game? Well, we got to get a look at a lot of young players. There'll be a lot of guys that we will not play in the game, the spring game. That's an opportunity for a lot of the down-the-line guys to demonstrate whether or not they're ready to uh, contribute. And, 
you know, that it's going to be very watered down defense, so it should be a pretty clean game as far as uh, you know offense being able to to uh, execute and not worry about picking up blitzes and that type of thing. So it's more just watching the young guys in as much of a game environment as we can create and see how they react. What do you look for in that alumni game? Mitchell's still got an arm, doesn't he? <laughs> I look for Mitchell to have a big day. I think he's uh, I think he's going to I think he's the uh, the guy that everyone needs to keep an eye on. And uh, we've got Reggie Dunn who's going to be oh, yeah. playing. So he's he's got some speed. You know, these guys that are just a few years removed are the guys that usually make the biggest right. impact. Except for Scott, he's uh, he's like the uh, you know just the the guy that's uh, that never never fades away. Well, he's so big he could go live. He could. I don't know if he could. <laughs> guys just bouncing off him exactly. Yeah. Any concern with the kickers right now? Yeah. Yes, we didn't kick very well today, and uh, we've got Jaden Johnson coming off the mission in uh, about one month, month and a half, and uh, we got to get better. If we, what we've done so far in spring, place kicking wise, is not good enough for the Pac-12. Punting game, we're fine, but our place kicking is subpar right now. They know it, I know it, you know it. I know and it. They, those guys, they got to get better. <laughs> Uh, but we add Chayden, and uh, there may be one other kicker coming in the fall. So as a well. first-year freshman, you would throw him in the mix? If he really the best guy is going to kick, and he was an outstanding kicker in high school. And uh, kickers really, you know, Andy Phillips did as a true freshman. We've had true freshmen come in here and kick before, and, and the, the best guy is going to kick. And uh, if, uh, you know, if things don't improve in the fall, then it's going to be a concern. We may go for it on fourth down every time. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, what do you like the most about what spring ball has to offer? Uh, just the opportunity to develop fundamentals and techniques and not worry about out-scheming your opponent. You know, it's not about scheme. It's not about, you know, trying to draw the X's and O's to, to outdo somebody. It's about getting every player in the program better fundamentally and technique-wise. That's what it's all about. Thanks, Coach. Okay, you got it. We're good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.